What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. The Bad Ramblings of a Gen Xer. Want to talk about some things today that uh, been bugging me a little bit. You know, a lot of things bug me. And I think it's funny because people are like, you don't need to be so upset about things. The world isn't that bad. But honestly, the world isn't that bad. There's just portions of the things that are going on right now. Um in the economy and in people's lives that uh, affect the general good of the general population, the total population, while it may benefit a smaller segment. And one of the things I saw yesterday was that the uh, court in Texas has put a pause right now on um, Biden's student loan program, his, his debt forgiveness program. And it's really not a debt forgiveness program because all you are doing is while you are removing, you're just transferring debt. It still needs to be paid for. You are just taking the people who took out these loans, who no longer feel they should have to pay for them. Not not everyone, I'm saying, but that you know that they that they need a break. They they need help. You know they they they're they're being crushed by this. I always and I love it because they're being crushed by the debt, crushed. And we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about that in a second. But in regards to exactly what they plan on spending their money on, because they did a survey. Now there's people like me, Gen X who went to college, got a degree, paid for his own school. I worked a full-time job, a part-time job while I went to college. And I paid my tuition as I went along. And I did it in five years. I didn't want to take out a loan. I didn't want the debt. But I just did it because you know what? I had to do it. It had to be done because I wanted a degree. And I didn't get a degree in Dead Sea Scrolls. I didn't get a degree in Dead Languages. I got it in Business Administration. Because I felt that that was probably going to give me the best opportunity to land a job when I got out of college, which I did. And I was not, I was not rich. I spent a year in school living in a tent in my friend's living room. I lived in my car at times. I ate, I ate bags of hers, but green hers potato chips and Coke for dinner many a night because I had like $4 in my pocket and that's what I could afford. But I got through it. Didn't whine about it. I just did it. And now, and I spoke about this, not on the podcast, I didn't have the podcast back then, but back during the Affordable Care Act. The Affordable Care Act, most people do not realize we are in this mess because of the fact that the, there, was, there was a provision in the Affordable Care Act which took over the student loan industry, made them all certified government loans. They are all guaranteed government loans. They crushed the independent industry in reference to student loans. And the government took it over. Now, anytime the government takes over anything, it's never a good thing. 
Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, we, 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 the list can go on. So this was a small provision in the Affordable Care Act, which no one really mentioned about. But as soon as the government took all the loans and guaranteed them, tuition starts going up. Why? Because the schools understand, you know what, we can charge more now. Because even if students default on their loans, we are these are guaranteed loans from the government that we are going to get our money no matter what. So this, this issue was created within the Obama administration. But we don't want to talk about that. We want to, we want to talk about what, what Joe Biden said back in, when was it? It was back about two months ago when he was announcing the student loan relief program. All this means people can start, finally crawl out from under that mountain of debt to get on top of their rent and their utilities, to finally think about buying a home or starting a family or starting a business. And by the way, when this happens, the whole economy is better off. Now, technically, the whole economy is not better off because of the fact that you are pumping money into the economy where there is a limited in goods and services, which causes, wait for it, Inflation. Hey, oh, this is what happened when we when they passed that last bill, the, the American Relief Act, which is the catalyst that 99 percent of all economists says is the catalyst for the inflation that we're in now. So all this sounds great. All these people are going to get out from underneath their debt. They 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 are going to be able to they are going to be able to, you know, do things. They're, they're, they're going to be able to start new businesses. They're going to, oh, this is all great. Well, the website, theintelligent.com, higher education team, they did a survey. They went out and surveyed people that would be recipients of student loans. Now, they surveyed 1,250 individuals who applied for, or plan to apply for the student loan forgiveness. Now, this is funny. 73% of the applicants say they are likely to spend their extra money on non-essentials including vacation, smartphone, drugs, and alcohol. Men are more likely than women to spend the money on non-essentials, 84% against 65. Two times as many Democrats than Republicans says it's acceptable to expend the money on non-essentials. But wait a minute, we're getting out from under debt. We're, we're starting to live our lives. We, 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 are, we are now, we were so negatively impacted that, that we, we need this program. 77 of the applicants said they would use the money more wisely, which I don't understand because how does 73% say they're going to spend it on extra non-essential things, including vacations, smartphones, and drugs? Why 77% say they would spend them more and more wisely? Four in 10 say student loans haven't, haven't negatively affected their lives. So 40% of the people that are taking these loans are now saying they have not negatively impacted their lives. Now, during the student loan pause... There were many people who continued to pay their debt. And now those people who evidently have the means to pay this debt are now saying, I need this 10000 I need this 20000 And I love it because they also gave you a breakdown of, well, additionally, the applicants said they're likely to spend extra money on, 44% said smartphones, 43% are gifting it, in, or excuse me, are investing in the stock market, 42% said gifts. 40, excuse me, 36% gaming systems. Because you know what? When you're crushed by this debt, you're crushed. You know what you need? PS5. 30% 30 said weddings. 28% said 
alcohol and drugs. There's something very wrong here. Alcohol and drugs. And then I love it. 27% say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to gamble. <laughs> I'm going to take that money and gamble it away. But wait a minute. This is crushing debt. This is, this is crushing debt. But we are going to go spend it on clothing, accessories, eating out, vacations, smartphones, investing in the stock market, gifts, a gaming system, weddings, drugs and alcohol, and gambling. Ah, <laughs> uh, now there were other people that said they would put their money towards groceries and rent and credit card debt, transportation costs and uh, childcare. 40% for childcare. You would think under this crushing debt that's killing America that we are just giving away taxpayer free money to and when again, this is not a forgiveness. This is a debt transference. Somewhere in this economy, the taxpayers will be paying this debt for these people. Understand that. You are still paying this debt. A uh, vast majority of the applicants, 77%, said in terms of their spending habits, it would be possible for them to spend less and save more money. That's great, except we're buying drugs, gaming systems, and other th and everything else. <laughs> Uh, and the other respondents said they're what they're going to be spending. Uh, let's see. The other following areas are going to be food, entertainment, retail shopping, travel, personal care, utilities and household, drugs and alcohol again, transportation. Only 18% under this crushing debt is going to be paying their rent or mortgage with this. 18%. So 82% of these recipients are going to be using this on drugs, entertainment, food, eating out, and travel. Only 48% said they will be able to save more money. Only 48%. But I love the fact, like I said, I love the fact that only 4 in 10, four in 10 students said they're not, 4 in 10 say their loans haven't negatively affected their lives. So there's a small population that's, that's saying this. But don't worry. This is a good thing. This is only going to add to the debt. And he always, Biden loves to talk about how we've, we've, we've lowered the debt. You can't lower the, here's the thing. You lower the debt, that's great. And you was like, well, we lowered the debt from last year. Oh, you mean because you didn't pass another large bill? Another, three other large bills? You didn't, you didn't pass the, the bipartisan infrastructure bill? The American Rescue Plan? You see, so so since you didn't pass those now, yeah, your debt is your debt is going to be lower <laughs> because of the fact that you when you add on to the debt and then you turn around and then don't spend the next year, that other debt didn't go away. You just have less debt because of the fact that you haven't spent more. That's like we've created six million jobs. Well, when you lose ten million jobs in the pandemic and they start coming back, you did not create six million new jobs. There's just something very wrong here. It, it, it just, it just, you, your, your mind just goes different places with this administration sometimes because you wonder what their, th I mean, seriously, you wonder what their thought process truly is. Are they doing this to help Americans? You're helping a small portion of the American citizenship. And what about the people that didn't go to college? Why do they need to pay this debt? What about the people? And I know many people who did not go to college and are extremely successful. 
What about the guy that's going out there and has a construction company who didn't go to college and he needs a bunch of trucks, we'll say a bunch of F-150s. He needs a bunch of trucks to go do what he needs to do. Are you going to help him by giving him some money to pay for these vehicles so he can go out and make a living and employ people? No. You are giving this money to people who took out the loan, took out the responsibility, took it out under their name, and it's referred to as personal responsibility. If you cannot have personal responsibility, how can you understand how America works? How can you understand what the American dream is? How can you figure it out if you are just sitting there and you are waiting for a handout? And like I said, I love the people that well, we you know forty percent were not negatively impacted by their student loans, and the other the other sixty percent explain they never went into detail in reference to how or how potentially they are being negatively impacted by having student loans. You took these loans out. You decided to go to Dartmouth or whatever and study a, a, a and get a degree in something that is not a a a viable job let's say and you're sitting there and you want to you want to get out from under his debt and you want someone to hand it to you for free but you know what there are no free rides in this world you have to work you have you have to do what you need to do to make money to support your family you can't sit there and hope the government's going to bail you out because the government's not bailing you out the government itself is just taking money and moving it from one area to the next it's not sitting there and saying, okay, well, this debt is gone because the debt is still there. It's just being paid by somebody else. It's being paid off the back of taxpayers who maybe didn't go to college, but they have to pick up your debt because of the fact that you don't want to take personal responsibility for what is going on. Think about that for a minute. Think about that next time. And you know what? Most people aren't going to care. And this is why I get sick of Gen Z. I really do. Because of the fact that nothing's ever their fault. And I'm not saying, and I'm not, and I'm not painting everyone with a broad stroke. I'm just saying, you know what? You need to take responsibility. You need to sit there and say, you know what? I took out this loan. I took out this debt. I did this. I decided to go to this school when I probably could have gone to a state college and paid less with the in-state tuition. I could have done all these things. And now that I am in debt. I need to get out and someone else needs to take care of it for me. You probably didn't know this because I didn't know this either till yesterday that the lottery is or has been accused of systematic racism after the massive Powerball payout. This is CNN. Now, CNN is just one. You know what? CNN, Fox, MSNBC, they all got their own problems. CNN has got their biggest problems because they're just a bunch of freaking idiots. Because of the fact that they're saying that the lottery system as for, as a, is a form of systematic racism that targets poor and brown communities across America. I don't want to break this news to you, but I see a lot of white people buying lottery tickets. And I always find it funny because there are no poor white people in this world. There, there are none. There are, no poor, there are no poor white people in this world whatsoever. But that's okay. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> But it's systematically racist because it targets and has a mess aggressively markets towards 
the the black communities or the African American communities or the brown communities or whatever, or Latino communities, it targets them. It, it it targets them to sell more tickets to low income communities at a higher rate. So that's called race. That's systematic racism. I don't get that. I I I live or I am married to a Hispanic woman. So, you know, we would be referred to as a mixed couple, I guess some people call it. And I always laugh when people say, well, you're a mixed couple. I said, I don't know what the hell we're mixed with. <laughs> I always thought we were just a couple. But you sit there and you look at this and it, it's they're, 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 they're saying the advertising is going towards these low-income communities at a higher rate. And there's a higher rate of purchasing. Yeah, because you know what? When you don't, when I didn't have money, when I was, you know, like I said, when I was living in a tent in my friend's living room, I bought lottery tickets because it's a hope. It's a dream. And sometimes just taking a dollar and throwing it down on a hope and a dream is a good thing because of the fact that you hope you can win. You hope you can get something. You hope. I was, I was never one that was hoping for the billion dollars or the million dollars. I was hoping I would win like 10. I was hoping I would win like $10,000. That was my big thing. I want to win like 10 grand. I got a lot of pings coming through. I, I always forget to turn the pings off. Yes, we're very unprofessional here. Uh, but I always hope I would win. I didn't think I'd win at all. But the, the director of Stop Predatory Gambling called the lottery a form of consumer financial fraud and a form of systematic racism. You know what? I, I got this crazy idea. You don't have the money to go buy a lottery ticket? Don't go out and buy a lottery ticket. That's, that's again, it's about personal responsibility. You are sitting there saying that, that people are not smart enough to understand that if you owe $200 in rent and you have 201 maybe it's not a brilliant idea to go out and spend a dollar on a lottery ticket. People need to understand that people have to have self-control. And, and, and that's the funny thing because I don't think, it, I don't think that it's having self-control is a color thing. Because it's just one of those things that if you do not have self-control, no matter who you are or what you are, of your gender, your race or whatever, you're going to just spend money the way you want to spend and do what you want to do. And I don't think it's anything to do with racism. And just because somebody has more than someone else, that doesn't mean they're going to spend less on the lottery. It just doesn't make it's. It just doesn't make sense. Because a larger, lower-income group are buying larger amount of tickets. So that's make, that makes this racist. Why? <laughs> and I think, the, I think the goal of this entire episode today has been personal responsibility. You take out a loan, you pay it back. You don't have the money to buy a lottery ticket, you don't buy a lottery ticket. And I know this seems like things that are basic common sense. But evidently, it's not. Common sense. Where is it gone? Where, where have you gone? I am looking for... I'm looking high, high, high. I've been searching low, low, low. I'm talking about... I'm talking about, baby. Where's my common sense? I don't, Where did your common sense go? Really? And I know some people are going to be mad at me. And I always have a favorite sound effect. Make the bad man stop. I'm not going to stop because you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. And that was the whole purpose when they asked me to do this podcast was to tell the truth. And that's what I'm going to do. 
take some personal responsibility for yourself. If you take out a loan, you pay it back. If you don't have money to buy a lottery ticket, don't buy one. Work on making yourself a better person. Work on work on providing for your family. Work as a family unit together. And you know what? Take care of each other because that at the end of the day is what you have. Your family, your friends, you don't, you cannot rely and sit there on the government to bail you out and to do these things when you need it. Because you know what? Sooner or later, you're going to run out of other people's money. And once again, this is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn, the mad ramblings of a Gen Xer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know I had a lot of fun doing it. And you know what? Stay true to yourself. Do what you can. And things will get better.